Yankees, they remind me of the footballers in England and how they would literally riot after games. Like when I was living in Brandon and it was, I think it was like during the quarterfinals or something during the Euro cup or the world cup, one of the two, but England had played Portugal and Portugal won. And a whole bunch of the uh, bakeries, like the Portuguese bakeries and pubs and everything were vandalized by all these footballers, like all these England footballers. And I was just like, you guys are fucking crazy about (laughs) soccer. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like that whole rivalry with the Red Sox and the, and the Yankees totally reminds me of that. What about the rivalry of the football teams between the Patriots and the Giants? Oh, yeah. Okay, but can we just talk about that? the fact that the only team, all right, that beat the fucking Patriots, Tom Brady Patriots, obviously, right, in the Super Bowl, who were they? Who, who, who were they? The Giants. Sure did. In 2008, I remember celebrating on my floor. Twice. They did that shit twice. Twice. (laughs) (laughs) And the crazy part is the Patriots owner lived behind my campus at school. See, I hate the Patriots with a passion. Giants, I got no. I'm lukewarm. Don't care. I'll watch them if they're on. I had a former classmate that played for the Giants the year that they won the Super Bowl. One of the first, yeah. Tiny ass little school, Kevin Boss. Welcome to the weekly show about art, politics, and pop culture from a phenomenally female perspective. I'm Eliane. I'm Shantae. I'm Sarah. I'm Lauren Ashley. I'm Katie. And this is Unapologetically She. Welcome, everybody, to what is episode 14 of our wonderful show here. Thank you for joining us today. For new listeners, you're in for quite a treat. We have a lot of fun on this show. Um, be sure to catch up with everything beforehand because we talk about a lot of stuff and talk a lot of shit sometimes and have some fun on this show. We've got Shot and Chase coming up. We've got Shantae with a drink of the week, which is fabulous. And ending with our bitch ass and badass of the week. So stay tuned for everything. <laughs> so I got drink of the week. Finally, right? Dinosaur years. Yo, because like I am not festive as my co-host is because they be coming up with all kinds of shit. I'm like, what the fuck is that shit? Like, I don't know what that I don't drink a lot of stuff. I only drink is wine and an aromatic sour every now and then. They've been introducing me to these drinks, and I'll be like, that's a lot of liquor. That's a lot of vodka. But because... Making us sound like a bunch of lushes. Yeah. We are. <laughs> no more, more licking my black hair, okay? I'll be drinking all kinds of shit, and i just be like, y'all be drinking some summertime shit. Y'all be drinking some shit. Y'all get shit that's fucked up, you know? So I am the quote-unquote prude of the, the crew because I don't 
have a lot of collective, but I like me some goddamn wine. So I'm drinking some Sutter Home sparkling wine. Normally, I would have my other sparkling wine that I was drinking for my birthday, but I drank that shit up. I fucked that shit up. So <laughs> <laughs> but I'm drinking a sparkling Moscato and just keeping it cool, keeping it chill because I'm a chill person. I like to drink this, you know, like after nights, after works, like once or twice a week. And the times that we're living in, even though people are going outside, people are still scared of COVID. I, for one, scared of it. I almost thought I had that shit. Because I had sinuses so fucking bad. And I, I did sick. have the shit. Yeah. <laughs> and poor, our, my poor Sarah is just starting to get better. Our resident, you know, mom, joyful warrior on the Because <laughs> she is. She don't think she is what she is. No, seriously, she does bring joy. Because me, I bring violence. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we maybe, like your violence. We like your brand of violence. Thank you. How was y'all week? Starting with the teacher who's about to be on summer vacation in two weeks. Oh, it's not soon enough, Shantae. It is not soon enough. Okay. And so because I needed a little distraction from the fucking end of the school year, you know, when you got a graduating class, there's a lot of shit going on. You know, your graduating you got field day you've got award ceremony the dance oh my god the dance is this coming week the fifth grade and every time I hear you talk I just sit there and think I hope to god my kid is not one of those kids that makes teachers like you (laughs) be glad that the school year's almost out (laughs) I have to say the wine Sarah buy the wine (laughs) right dead ass Um, but also like I have to say the the overwhelming majority of my students are lovely I love them I love all of my students some give me a harder time than others um very very busy at the end of the year when you got all those events but um you know what it's almost over and and I'm here chilling drinking this beautiful sparkling wine thank you Shantae because this Shit is hitting the spot. Um, And I'm here with my girls. And so I want to start something a little new with you guys. So I'm ambushing you with a new segment right now. Okay. It's called Burning Questions. And these are things like we need to know. So I'm going to ask each of you a different question. And I mean, like, these are important life altering decision type of a question. So are you ready? Yes, ma'am. Are you ready? So Shante, I'm going to start with you. Okay. The burning question of the week. Toilet paper, over or under? (laughs) Over and under? You need toilet paper to wipe your ass. I mean, when you put the roll, is it Facing down, over, or is it under the roll? It faces, I face it under or sometimes over. It doesn't matter. Oh. oh. As long as I'm wiping my ass, that's the main thing. <laughs> Sarah's got her hand up. I do. I have my hand up. The actual inventor of toilet paper, there is actually a graphic up there. He has it over. 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 
which is incidentally, which is how I do it over. Because if you do under for some reason, it tears easier when you're trying to get a handful to wipe yourself over. (laughs) Sorry, don't judge the people. I agree with you, Sarah. The diagram speaks for itself. Okay, there's receipts. (laughs) There are receipts. Exactly. Okay. And we know this show is all about receipts. So there you have it. (laughs) So since you were so forceful in bringing that receipt, you're next, Sarah. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) So, burning question. What is something... They have a cream for that. (laughs) They do have a cream for that. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Sign up for Obamacare. I'm sure it'll be covered. Okay. 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 So, Sarah, what is something everyone looks stupid doing being loud and wrong <laughs> but we don't look stupid yeah because we're never loud and wrong okay oh god something that everybody looks stupid doing like physically looking stupid orgasming <laughs> you know what yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, it may feel good, but you look fucking stupid. I don't care how sexy you are otherwise. You look fucking stupid when you're having an orgasm. Yeah, that O face is not cute. It's not cute. Okay. (laughs) So, Katie. Yes. Burning question. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. Yes, it is. Why? Because it's in between two pieces of bread. I mean, it might be... (laughs) The definition of sandwich, two pieces of bread and meat or something in the middle. That's a Does sandwich. that mean a hamburger is a sandwich? Yeah, basically. Oh, I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know <laughs> it's a type of sandwich. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So stay tuned <laughs> for more burning questions next week. Um, that was fun. Thank you, ladies. Yeah. Thank you for your <laughs> candid answers. And now we're going to start our Shot and Chaser. Woo. It's our weekly segment of impromptu topics that our hosts drop on each other to see their reaction. Shantae, what do you have for us this week? So my original Shot and Chaser was to talk about the California like runoff race and everything, but you know, like that would, but I don't want to talk about that because there's been something that's been bothering me. So I watched the hearings yesterday and not yesterday. I, w- I rewatched Benny Thompson's part yesterday, but I watched the hearings on Thursday. And by the way, Chairman Thompson is an awesome chairman. He's yes. just shit. I love him. I love his old Southern mannerism. It reminds me of the men that my mother grew up around because she grew up in the South and the men that used to, you know, like, be around my grandmother and my aunts and uncles and everything. So, um, yes, the vice chair, Elizabeth Cheney, did her part, you know. She the bare fucking minimum. Exactly, as you should always do is tell the truth. But I found it very interesting and for people to even say this, and people not just only say this on social media, they said this on TV and shit. So I would like to bring receipts because... I am Shantae, and is you can't be me without bringing 
documentation, supported documentation at that. So here is the receipts, Jesus the Christ, Lord help me. So these media people, it brings me no pleasure to say this, but the hearing brings us one step closer to the first female US president being Liz Cheney. I truly hope I'm wrong. Another is Liz Cheney for president. That was Frank Sinatra. That's, um, I mean, not me, Nancy Sinatra, Frank Sinatra's surviving daughter. And then another is I vote for Liz Cheney for president in a heartbeat. And one said Liz Cheney for freaking president. Do you don't underestimate for one second how much courage and fiscal courage it takes for do the bare minimum. So here's the thing, you motherfucking white liberal centrists and moderates. Here's the thing. If it doesn't apply to you, let it follow your motherfucking head. Elizabeth Lynn Cheney will not be the first female president over Vice President Kamala Davy Harris, who is Black Southeast Asian. I repeat that shit. Let's repeat that shit again. Don't cut me off, Regin. Elizabeth Lynn Cheney will not be the first female president of the United States of America over the first black female vice president, the first woman vice president as well. Y'all mad because y'all bitches ain't first. And there's been articles about the Kamala Harris problem. It's vice president Kamala Harris. And the last time I checked, she ain't got a motherfucking problem. You know who got a motherfucking problem? White women, because they keep voting for white supremacist dry dick. That's the problem to be in power. That's the motherfucking problem. And that's why people like me and Ilian don't trust you bitches. And for some of you, 36% of the Latino community, the white adjacency, let me motherfucking tell y'all something. White women are not for you, by you. They not for you and by you. They not fubu. The clothing- One more time for the white women in the back. That, exactly. They not for you and by you. So stop fucking- Voting for white people over qualified black people that's actually going to fight for you to make sure you have a green card to make sure you can vote in local elections. Point blank, period. Any of y'all got something to say? Because that's what I think you pretty oh, much just fucking it. nailed it. I just, sorry, Myron, I'm going to clap. So pre warning, turn your volume down. That's all that needs to be said. Because Shante, white, white women will find any fucking excuse to vote for a fucking Republican. Mm-hmm. If they do the bare fucking minimum, white women will find any fucking excuse, which is why you saw 53% of them vote for Donald Trump in 2016 and 55% of us voting for him in 2020. Any fucking excuse. White women, you cannot be trusted. If you want to be trusted, then you step the fuck up. Yep. Start voting fits more people to vote with you. That's all I have to say about that. that. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? Stop deifying white women who end up just kind of doing the right thing at the moment. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't get a cookie every time. I just like do what's supposed to be done. No. Nobody else should either. No. You know, and I, you know, and Elion, I love that you say that, that you don't get a cookie every time you do the way, the right thing. And it's like my demographic, my and Katie's demographic, white women expect cookies for doing the bare minimum. Hey, look, I did the right thing, you know, and it's, it, it pisses me off that they look at Liz Cheney this way because she's still anti-LGBTQ. Yep. You know, she voted against gay marriage. Her own sister 
is a lesbian. She voted against voting rights. She voted with Trump 80% of the time. So don't act like she's some fucking savior. 93. 93%. So don't act like she's some fucking savior just because she's actually standing up for the Constitution, which is her fucking job. Yeah. Exactly. Elion, what's your shot? Well, you know how much I love my pop culture. So... (laughs) My topic this week is a new series that just debuted on Disney+. Plus. It is a MCU universe, so, you know, Marvel Comics universe um, show. And it is called Miss Marvel, and I fucking love it. It is unapologetically Muslim. I mean, it is like... And no, it's not a Muslim being a terrorist. It's not a Muslim, you know, fighting against an arranged marriage. Guess what? It's just a fucking normal ass teenager in New York City living her fucking life who kind of ends up being a superhero. And it's really nice. It's really cute. I love it. I think, um, you know, that teens are going to love this show but i'm so far it's been one episode in and i already love it and i love how it's not oh you have to depict a person of color um in a struggle so to speak they're just like living existing just like every fucking body else <laughs> what a concept right um it was very well done but of course you know the fanboys on the social media platforms are not themselves. Yeah, you know, I think this group also is, you know, masturbating with a pair of tweezers, clearly, um, because they're very upset at the fact that this show revolves around a teenage girl who happens to be Muslim, whose family happens to be Muslim, who happens to live in a neighborhood where there's other people besides white people in it. And guess what, Marvel? That's the way the fuck it was written in the fucking comics. So what are you fucking pissed about? I don't understand the fans. Like, it was literally written that way. I mean, literally, Stan Stan Lee was a guy who grew up in the Bronx. I think he grew up in the Bronx in Manhattan. So he grew up writing about different multiracial of couples i mean of people excuse me of people in his comic books so if you think about the history towards x-men like x-men was why was mutants versus humans because it was black people versus white people look at the time it came out so he always wrote about a different diverse people so people need to just shut the fuck up and realize like marvel has a different eclectic uh, group of people that is heroes yeah it's one of the reasons marvel's always been my favorite is because it has that diversity to it and it always has and he's always focused on that that's why and your friend andrew was is interested in writing comics yeah exactly yeah there needs to be more diversity in comics and i love that like i haven't watched it because i need to get my disney subscription back up but i've i'm excited to watch it because it looks really good theoretically so. theoretically i could give you my login if i had one <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) 
Yes, it was. But it, it looks really good. <laughs> it was. It was really good. I think it was very authentic. I think it made sense. It's fantasy, but like in a way that makes it seem really just relatable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I think like, fuck the naysayers. There's always going to be a, a group of people that say, oh, it wasn't good enough. It's, oh, it's too woke. It's too this. Like, just shut the fuck up. They need what's, to what's up. pissing me off about it? Like, I mean, all of these points, it's like you're hitting the nail on the head with everything, with the diversity and people being sensitive about that. But what's really driving me nuts is like, and it's like with you, Elian, and you, Katie, you know, with being that, knowing the Marvel history and knowing the Marvel storylines, people are actually dumb enough to think that Ms. Marvel, they're trying to make a point about the vice president because her name's Kamala. Follow yes. the fucking comics. Yes, and actually um, the character pronounces her name differently yeah she does she's kamala khan yes she's kamala khan and our vice president is kamala and you know what it's not that hard to know the difference and so fucking respect that respect how people want their names to be said Mm -hmm. and just fucking learn it's really difficult it's you know all these people want to talk about how they're such big fans it's like well if you're such big fans you would have fucking known this already Mm -hmm. oh yeah because yeah, comics made no no secret of that. Yeah, that's what the character was. They're just they're being fucking assholes. Is all it is. As yeah. the, as they like to be, you know what I mean, ladies. There's always some asshole fandom ruining pop culture things for me. God damn it. Yes. Okay, <laughs> J.K. Rowling. I'm looking at you, you fucking dumb bitch. Right. Fucking turfy ass <laughs> bitch. Dumbass bitch. So, Katie, <laughs> you know what? That makes me glad that I never bought any of the fucking books and I never bought any of the fucking movies that I downloaded the fucking torrents years ago, <laughs> which I no longer have. I don't have, but I never paid one fucking penny for oh, any of her okay. shit. And now I'm glad for it. I, pay, I, I paid a lot. I will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Katie, what, what you got for us? This so, sticking with Pride, because it's still Pride Month. Um, it's a positive one going this week. A little. Um, I've heard some whisperings from some of the community that's kind of bothered me that allies shouldn't be wearing pride gear. And I'm sorry. No, no, no. No. Try, they try to say it was appropriating. I was like, fuck no, it's not. In this day and age, um, you know, two weeks ago, the very first day of pride, my parents put up a pride flag that I had sent them mom sent a picture out to me like it made me cry like I'm not gonna lie and I love that because I've you know I've got amazing parents I had the easiest coming out when I finally did tell them you know they're like okay and that was that (laughs) it took me forever but so you know I was a late bloomer but the fact that and everybody's always complaining about you know corporations are taking advantage yeah they still donate but I walked into Target this week I walked into Dick's Sporting Goods I went on a little shopping spree this week and Michael's and one other place can't remember um Joanne's every single aisle or every single store had some sort of display of pride gear of rainbow gear of anything and I find that phenomenal like I grew up time like you would never see 
any of that type of gear anywhere. And yeah, I know some of these corporations still give to, you know, anti, but the fact that you can walk into almost any store except for the stupid uh, homophobic Hobby Lobby, that you're not going to find there, but um, that you can walk in and buy. So, and allies wear it all because we need all the fucking support right now. Um, it's the six year anniversary of Pulse shooting where we lost 49 members of our community. Um, fucking yesterday, the Coeur d'Alene police and federal agents stopped a bunch of Patriot incel boys from invading the pride uh, festivals there. And that- I think they were, they were from Patriot, Patriot Front, were they? Yeah, Patriot they? Front, yeah, from yeah. all over um, the country. Like they were Washington, Idaho, Oregon, Wyoming. Yeah, so they were all over. So it's, it's like trying to police the community in that sense of people not wearing it. It's like, no, wear all the pride gear you want. Like I saw pictures yesterday uh, of followers that we all have that's, you know, they're not part of the community, but they're wearing it. And I was like, you know what? We need that. We need all the front we can get right now mm -hmm. so anybody if anybody tries to tell you you can't wear pride gear fucking send them my way or my mom's yeah. i feel like my mom would cut a bitch if somebody told her to take your flag down <laughs> right yeah. and, and, and my thing is is like okay the same people that said don't wear pride gear is the same motherfuckers as wearing african kente clothes right <laughs> bitch get the fuck out of here you the same ones that's getting braids same ones that's getting dreads and you yeah. know your hair can't hold up to dreads Mm -mm. yep mm -mm. and i i'm like i'm i'm on the side with katie here because obviously she and i are part of the same community yeah um and also with case our mutual follow a, a mutual of all of ours on twitter you know saying the same thing if you're an ally yeah rock that pride gear you know yeah. if if someone tries to tell you not to then don't fucking listen because like katie mm -hmm. said we need all the fucking support we can get they're not a yeah, we're not a community we want to recognize that, yeah. <laughs> also, you know, if you're part of a, a, a community like myself, like if you're a teacher and you wear something that signals to mm -hmm. the LGBTQ community that lets somebody know in a nonverbal way that you're a safe uh, exactly. person to go to if you need That's help. Yeah. We and had especially a, especially for a student that may be struggling with their identity. Yeah. yeah. We had a counselor in high school and he was known for his rainbow suspenders and he wasn't open per se, but we all knew, but also at the same time, it allowed for a lot of people to feel comfortable going to him to have somebody that they connect to. And it's important. Like it took me, you know, one of the reasons it took me forever to come out was the stigmatism to coming out no matter like you know my parents are liberal accepting as all get out but you know you it's it was my parents and my two closest friends that were the last to know because it's you know they've known me as somebody else my entire life it was a lot easier to come up to people I didn't know or just starting to get to know it was you know I had this fucked up perspective in the back of my head that I didn't want to, knowing that I was never going to lose them, I'm lucky in that sense that I knew I would never lose my parents' mm -hmm. um, love and support, but was it a situation where it was going to be viewed differently? No, nope, my parents still love me. You know, my girlfriend at the time, my, they saw her as another daughter and saw that future that we could have had. And 
I, I got lucky in that sense. So I'm very lucky. So special shout out to my parents on that one. Um, but then I hope more parents like that, like allies like that. Like I, you know, I have a lot of friends that I, it was easy for me to come out and they're like, yeah, that's what, yep. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Cause you know, it's so hard to do that without support. It is. Really Shout out to Katie's support system. We thank you. Yes, you. I do for sure. Thank you on that. <laughs> yes. And last but absolutely not least, Sarah, what do you have for us this week? Oh, that was my phone falling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the hearings a little bit. Um, a little different bit of perspective than Shante had. Um but I, w- I was watching the January 6th special committee or select committee hearings, um, watching the footage, uh, never, be- never before seen footage uh, that this documentary filmmaker had and everything. And the thing that really stuck out to me um, that made it very personal for me is that a lot of these so-called oath keepers and proud boys are veterans. And I come from a family of veterans. I was civil service for the Air Force for 13 years. I am married to a veteran. And my my reaction to this, like seeing, seeing these Capitol Police officers being beaten down and trod over, and seeing that these people, it wasn't just some rally that got out of hand. They, they were there before Trump's rally at the ellipse. This was coordinated by them, by the former president of the United States. And these are veterans. And I took the same oath that these active duty people did when I was a civilian working for the Air Force, I took the same exact fucking oath. And to me, when you swear that oath, when you swear any oath, it is for life. It is not just situational, it is for life. And they swore an oath to defend and uphold the constitution from terrorists, foreign and domestic. And they became domestic terrorists. And I am deeply offended by and upset by the fact that because they're veterans, they no longer fall under the UCMJ, the um, Uniform Code of Military Justice. They're not active duty. They cannot be charged under UCMJ. I wish they could. And I know that at some point there was discussion of how they could possibly be charged under UCMJ. And I know some people in JAG Corps in the military in the different branches. And I don't know what came of that. I don't know if anything is gonna come of that, but what I want to see is since they cannot be charged under UCMJ, what I really want to see is a bill to be drafted and passed by our Congress that would revoke all benefits from these veterans, their VA loans, their home loans, their VA care, 
their BX privileges on the basis, rescind every single one of those fucking benefits for every single one of those motherfucking traitors, because that is what they are. They betrayed their oath, they betrayed their country, and they betrayed the uniform that they wore. Period. Full stop. And that that's that's what I got. Sarah. The doors of the church is open and that door is whoever you worship. Yep. You know what? Because they need a they need a collection plate for Sarah because Sarah hit it on the nail. They need all that shit taken away. They need their car taken away, their house taken away, VA stuff, because you know their house and everything. Even if they they disabled, their asses was there too. They betrayed their country. Yes. You know what? You know what bothers the absolute motherfucking shit out of me? Like my father and my grandfather, both veterans. Mm-hmm. both serving from Puerto Rico, but serving the United States. Puerto Rico being a colonized land, right? Um, treated as how they were. These fucking guys that go and try to overturn a free and fair election. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather and father who who were from a colonized land and still went and fought for this fucking country and the way they were treated by the VA at the end like there's there's a lot of shit going on that got to be fixed but i'm i'm disgusted because even with that history that my family comes from my father and grandfather were always so fucking proud of their mm-hmm. service mm-hmm. and they would never dare to fucking desecrate their oath mm-hmm. in that manner. That's yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's like, and I, I, this is something I know that all of you guys know on the show and probably some of my Twitter followers know. My father was an Air Force veteran. He was a Vietnam veteran. <laughs> He monetarily supported those insurrectionists. He voiced his support on social media for those insurrectionists. I called the FBI on him. I turned him into the FBI, my own fucking father. That is how fucking seriously that I take that oath. Even though I was a civilian, I took the same oath. I turned my own fucking father into the FBI. He's buried in a fucking VA cemetery while his ashes are in a fucking VA cemetery and I'm fucking disgusted by it. I am disgusted by it because he was a traitor just like the rest of them are. He does not deserve that honor. Yeah, this is a good point too, Sarah, that you're bringing up that, because it's not something that, another failure of our fucking media is there are veterans like my father that are fucking furious. I know your husband is, you are that, but that are never talked to. Like, you know, you hear, they go off and interview people that, you know, why they were there, but, you know, the ones that have stood up for our country and continue to stand up for our country, as old as, no matter their age, that's the same thing. You know, my father believes the same, that that mm-hmm. oath is a life. He came down during the Vietnam War, joined the Navy, he was living in fucking Canada at the time where everybody else was going up to Canada. He was coming down. Yeah. I could tease him for that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that's something that needs to be brought up. It's the reaction of 
true American patriots yes. that continue to hold this oath that disagree with this because there's a lot of them out there that are not being talked to and that you know, I think it's a good point to bring up because there's a, you know, there's a lot of veterans that we follow, a lot of amazing black women that continue to stand up to their oaths no matter what, they're no longer in uniform, but yeah, you agree, a bill needs to be, they, there's an accountability that needs to happen. Like you and go thank you, that. Thank you for your service, Sarah. If anybody, if I ever, ever told you that, thank you for your service. I, hey, I, I was just a civilian. I did not wear the uniform. I was there to but support the people in no uniform. Thank you, you for still supporting. Serve. That's like my cousin. Because even though my parents are not in the service, I have uncles, I have an uncle and I have cousins. And even if you're a civilian worker, you serve. Thank mm -hmm. you, Sarah. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And I, I want to put in a thank you to Elion and her family. Because like she said, it's Puerto Rico, colonized colonized area colonized country yes it's technically a territory of the u.s but it's fucking colonized and yet you have puerto rico citizens standing up and defending the united states yep. when they're not even technically a part of it because we won't allow them to be and it's bullshit because you got one ignorant ass senator from arkansas who don't even know his right from his ass don't know what two plus two means is yes, I'm calling out Thomas Cotton. Yes, I am. You know, the ignorant senator from Arkansas, one of the youngest senators in the Senate on the Republican side, besides Josh Hawley, who is holding up that legislation. That's why he's a motherfucking Nazi. Voting in every fucking election is important. We said that on our podcast again, but we got to say it again. And maybe it may not reach you, you know, because we're not your faves. But we, we, we say real shit with receipts. Mm -hmm. Voting is our power. People, my ancestors and Elian's ancestors and, you know, even Sarah and, and Katie's ancestors that was in this fight with us, they died. Got their heads bashed in. Okay? For people like me to vote. So when I hear people my age talking about they not voting, what it does for us, and you think Republicans are going to do something for you? Mm -mm. These motherfuckers are divided. The Republicans are the ones that are in a disarray. There's, they're, they're, they're seeking love from a bum from Queens who never had a hard day in a cycle struggle. And I'll leave that right there. All right. So excellent shot and chaser from everyone. Um, and I think right now we are going to head into our bitch ass and badass of the week. And from everything that I've heard, we gave a very, another difficult choice for bitch ass of the week, but we like to keep it, we, we like to keep it kind of tough. We like to give you all some, uh, some heavy choices. So, uh, we are going to kick off that right now. All right. I have got a. The bitch ass of the week this week. Um, and there was good. We had to narrow this one down because we had a long list this time. Um, the first time we've ever nominated someone's penis. <laughs> <laughs> true, it's true. Uh, uh, speaking of, Nick Cannon's penis. Buddy, keep it in your pants. You don't need a baseball club full of children. For love of God. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I, I think. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. 
I'm just yeah. looking, I'm looking at the numbers now and I think it's the first time that Nick Cannon's penis came in last for anything. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, come on, come on y'all. The guy, the guy cannot pull out of a driveway. Come no. on. Why he getting pussy like that? I don't know. What has he got on these women? His dick must be fucking huge. I don't care how huge it is. He's got to be big. He's got three. Wait, he's got three women pregnant right now at the same time. Huge. How many baby mamas does he have? I don't know anymore. Off track because I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) Casey Hunt. I was going to say another word, but I'm going to leave it at that. For tweeting an Atlantic article about asking about Democrats to honor Mike Pence. Fuck, no, that's never going to happen. Um, Representative Kevin McCarthy for not supporting the recent House bill to ban assault weapons. Fuck you, Dick. Um, and finally, Coach Jack Del Rio for his remarks during January 6th to George Floyd's protest as January 6th was just a dust up. <laughs> Motherfucker, no, it was not. And you were rightfully fined $100,000, which the Washington, what is the name? Commanders now coming yeah. in? Yeah. Something donating to the US Capitol Police Fund. And with well, maybe the commanders need to fire him. Yes, they really do. He's a shitty ass uh, defensive coach anyway. Um, don't think the Raiders did right was getting rid of him. Anyway. <laughs> I think the Raiders. Yeah. I think the Raiders just did a just did a, a tryout with Ka- with Kaepernick. They did. Yes, they did. Yes. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> the winner with thirty seven percent of the votes. Obviously, it was definitely a hard choice for people. Again, Nick Spinas was last for the first time in his life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but with a winner this week, much deserved, motherfucker and asshole, Coach Jack Del Rio. You are this week's bitch ass of the week. <laughs> what was the second place? Uh, second place. Hold on. I'm I'm looking at it right now. Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'm surprised that Cassie Hunt came in third, honestly. Hey, Kay Hunt. 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 In her face. She got a nice punchable face. Yes, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> Well, first of all, it was definitely quite a split vote because uh, McCarthy got 36%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, to Del Rio's 37. So our <laughs> listeners were torn. It was a statistical tie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> However, the, the winner for Badass of the Week was a little bit more decisive. So this week's nominees for Badass of the Week are New York Governor Kathy Hochul for signing the gun safety package, which we hope the rest of the country starts to... Ten bills in that package. Ten bills. Huge package. And I did not mean that in a sexual way. Oh, my God. Um. Mia Cerrillo, okay, a 11-year-old survivor of the Uvalde shooting who testified testified to Congress about gun violence. Um, She survived by smearing her best friend 
who, who passed away, her best friend's blood all over her and playing dead. God, she's that so fucking not, brave. That does not signify badass. I don't even know what. Right. right. And th- our last nominee is Representative Benny Thomas. No, nope, Matthew McConaughey. You forgot Matthew McConaughey. Oh, I'm sorry, Matthew McConaughey, for speaking about gun violence at the White House. And finally, Representative Benny Thompson for leading the January 6th Select Committee. Mm-hmm. And the winner of the Badass of the Week was Representative Benny Thompson with 50% of the vote so Kathy Kathy Hochul got seven percent um Matthew McConaughey got four percent Mia Cirillo got 39 percent Rep Thompson got 50 percent and he really should be getting the recognition I'm so pissed off at all of these people giving Liz, Liz Cheney all of this fucking credit as the vice chair Benny Thompson is the chair of the committee Tag Benny Thompson is the chair. Tag me in, Sarah, because I was so mad. There was people that was quote tweeting me because my tweet went viral all of a sudden, which, I, you know, I don't be meaning my tweets to go viral, but it, it did. You know they do. You know <laughs> they do. I was like, cheers up to Benny Thompson because the way he led that, you don't got to be the loudest person in a room like some folks. You don't have to be tweeting 280 characters like eight people that we know. You don't have to be on camera like somebody they know, even though they need to put a little lotion on their face every now and then. But the whole oh, thing, always on camera. You know who it is. The fake New Yorker. But I'm just saying this, like, you don't have to be loud to lead a committee. And he does a good job. And people will come that. I mean, Republicans, of course, was coming after him like Scott Jennings, bitch ass. But then you have people, white liberals and white centrists again saying but what about Liz Cheney my tweet was specifically for Benny Thompson because he led that committee he led that shit and acknowledged Liz Cheney as a patron Liz Cheney didn't say thank you um representative Thompson no she didn't say that fucking bullshit she just went on to shit and it was like oh my god oh my god no Benny Thompson led that shit and of course people blocked me someone blocked me because I called their asses out and then going to Tweet me from a block and not screenshot of that shit. Don't fucking play with me. Don't quote tweet my shit and go and tell me to congratulate the white lady. That's like somebody telling me I should give so-and-so a chance and stop jumping on the tish train because I still got that tweet. Oh, I still got that. Like, no, Benny Thompson deserved all of that because he is a child of the Jim Crow era. And there is a reason that Speaker Pelosi the greatest speaker this country has ever had, the smartest and most strategic speaker this country has ever had in the House. There is a reason that she appointed Benny Thompson to head that select committee. There is a reason. She knows what she's doing. Representative Thompson knows what he's doing. So stop giving all the fucking credit of a Black man to a white woman. That part... But also, can I just do an honorable mention? Because I know that it was a really hard poll. Representative Thompson fucking killed it. Mm -hmm. Like, he did a damn thing. The fact that an 11-year-old girl had to smear blood on herself to fucking survive, Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything more badass than that. No. No, and that she had the fortitude and the fucking strength 
to sit and even though she was not there at the actual committee hearings that she had the fucking strength to sit there and testify and say and tell her story about what happened oh my fucking god it was i'm 45 years old and i don't think i could do that she's phenomenal i am thankful this week for both representative thompson and for little mia Mm -hmm. you know doing what so many gop senators could not muster the strength to do yeah for that you know an 11 year old child has more bravery than every single elected republican in the house of representatives and the senate yep absolutely and the fought the son that also i can't remember think of his name off the top of my head but he was there um talking about his mom that he lost in the buffalo shooting because we mm. you know we can't forget that no it, no we can't it's um him speaking that it's like nothing has been done ages and it's, it's like we can't be forgotten we can't be silenced that so we just got to keep talking on it and you know yeah and i thought this week and i was like <laughs> had a sad thought this week last night and i was like i haven't heard of a shooting in the last two days is that that's sad that that's just across our mind that's our reality right now and um i did see today that or by when this air is Tuesday, that hopefully this gun bill that seems to be bipartisan passes because yeah. it's you know it's a start. Yep. When is is it perfect? No, but all those are saying that we need more. Yeah, so you all want to have we get more? What Shante said five minutes ago. Vote. Yeah. Go out and vote. Vote. Vote for more Democratic leaders in the Senate, and we can have something more meaningful than what is currently being debated or being put together. We can have a package that is like New York's, which is strong. I will, yes, I am biased because I am a New Yorker, but that gun legislation package, we are already the most strict in gun laws in the country. That package is the ideal of what we can do on a national level if we elect more Democrats to the Senate, period. And just as a closing, on a personal note on this subject, I want to give a shout out for the Assembly Sergeant at Arms, Wayne Jackson, who lost his cousin in the Buffalo shootings. So um, shout out to him and to all of the other family members uh, and loved ones who lost someone in Buffalo. Um, so on that note, um, it is heavy, but these are heavy times and they're important topics. And we are glad that you joined us today for our 14th episode. And we will go ahead and close out the show saying thank you. And we hope you join us next week for another episode of Unapologetically She. Until next time. So thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Unapologetically She. I'm Eliane. I'm Shantae. I'm Sarah. I'm Lauren Ashley. I'm Katie. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at the T-H-E-E Joyful She. Again, at the T-H-E-E Joyful She. We'll see you online.